It's an election day again, just two months after the last one, with two races for the House of Delegates in Virginia and a Senate runoff in Georgia. I'm glad that you've elected to take a look or a listen to this installment of the Charlottesville Community Engagement Newsletter and Newscast. It's January 5th, 2021, and I'm your host, Sean Tubbs. On today's show, Charlottesville City Council pauses the search for a new city manager. Three Georgia men have been arrested in connection with a shooting yesterday. Albemarle's design review panel is briefed on the restoration of several entrance corridors. Details on two community reads currently being assisted by the Jefferson Madison Regional Library. Today's Patreon-fueled shout-out is for the Plant Northern Piedmont Natives Campaign, an initiative that wants you to grow native plants in yards, farms, public spaces, and gardens in the Northern Piedmont. Native plants provide habitat, food sources for wildlife, ecosystem resiliency in the face of climate change, and clean water. Start at the Plant Northern Piedmont Natives Facebook page and tell them Lonnie Murray sent you. The Virginia Department of Health is reporting another 4,377 cases of COVID-19 today and reports another 59 deaths. The percent positivity rating has risen to 16.2%, up from 12.2% a week ago. In the Blue Ridge Health District, there are another 55 cases and one more death, bringing the total COVID-related fatalities in the district to 97 since March. Yesterday, the Blue Ridge Health District posted a video that showed the inside of the temporary structure that has been erected in the former Kmart parking lot. Blue Ridge Health District spokeswoman Catherine Goodman said in an email this morning that emergency medical services personnel, Region 10 residential facility staff, and dialysis center staff will be the first to receive doses as part of Phase 1A of the vaccine rollout. Meanwhile, many health care workers at the University of Virginia and Centara Martha Jefferson Hospitals have received their second doses. Charlottesville police have arrested three men from Columbus, Georgia, and charged them with several felonies related to a shooting on Emmett Street yesterday. According to a release, a 21-year-old resident of Fluvanna County was shot and is in stable condition at the University of Virginia Hospital. The suspects were apprehended by the Albemarle County Police Department and are being held in the Albemarle-Charlottesville Regional Jail pending a bond hearing. Charlottesville City Council has suspended its search for a new city manager to replace Dr. Teron Richardson, who resigned last September. The following is a statement from City Council. Council has decided to pause working with a search firm for the city manager recruitment and is evaluating next steps to stabilize the organization over the next 12 to 24 months. We anticipate providing additional information to the public in advance of our next regular meeting on January 19th. In a Facebook post, City Councilor Lloyd Snook said the city had interviewed five search firms in October and selected Ralph Anderson and Associates in part because one of that company's officials had made a statement that it is going to take a special kind of person to want to come to Charlottesville at the moment. That official was Robert Berg, the company's vice president. According to Snook, Berg had a virtual meeting with city staff on December 4th. A story in the Daily Progress today, based on a Freedom of Information Act request from Tanisha Hudson, quotes an email from Police Chief Rochelle Brackney, in which she described Berg as unprofessional. In his post, Snook said that Charlottesville Mayor Nakia Walker had disagreed with the hiring of Ralph Anderson and Associates. 
He quoted a December 10th email from Walker in which she had said she would not meet one-on-one with Berg, but only as an entire council. In the email, she said she did not think that the firm was interested in hearing her point of view. And she said in that email that it would be extremely challenging to select a city manager with this current council. She added that she hoped things could have been worked out with the previous city manager, Dr. Richardson. Walker's first four-year term is up later this year, as is the first four-year term of Councillor Heather Hill. In 2017, Walker was the first independent candidate elected to council since 1948, and she announced last February that she would seek a second term. In his Facebook post, Snook said Berg told him that he had never seen this level of dysfunction before and that it would be difficult to hire a manager at this time. Snook adds on his Facebook page that he doesn't think the council should even try to hire a new permanent city manager until after the next election. Council has now had four managers since the contract of Maurice Jones was not renewed in 2018. Deputy City Manager Mike Murphy served as interim until May of 2019, when Richardson took over. City Attorney John Blair is serving as interim manager. Council has also recently suspended its strategic planning process. They are next scheduled to meet on January 12th in a joint meeting with the Planning Commission. That meeting is to focus on the Capital Improvement Program. So far, no candidates for council have filed paperwork, according to an email received this morning from City Registrar Melissa Morton. Albemarle County might soon pursue scenic and historic designations for roadways that have until recently been under the jurisdiction of the Architectural Review Board. The ARB reviews projects within what are known as entrance corridors, but several roads, such as Route 6, do not qualify because the Virginia Department of Transportation does not classify them as arterial roadways. Margaret Malachewski is an Albemarle County planning manager. So for four of the non-arterial streets, uh, we are recommending that they be upgraded to arterial status. Those are the ones that are circled in green in this slide, and they include the full length of Avon Street Extended, Barracks Road from the city limits to Georgetown Road, Thomas Jefferson Parkway, Route 53 for the full length, and uh, Richmond Road, Route 250 East from Route, two, excuse me, route 22 uh, to the county line. Malachewski said staff is also recommending restoring a county-level scenic or historic designation for several other streets, such as the rest of Barracks Road, Route 6, and Route 22. Other roads could become scenic byways, a designation granted by the Commonwealth Transportation Board. The Board of Supervisors will be presented with the information at their meeting on February 3rd. Really, in in February, we're asking um, the board... Um, for direction on on how to proceed. ARB member Frank Stoner said he was not sure that all of the entrance corridor designations needed to be restored. Some of these corridors don't really have any or have very little commercial development upon them. them. I just wonder whether it's worth the um, effort to uh, pursue this designation. I I, I don't know exactly what's involved once you get into VDOT. Stoner said he was most concerned about restoring ARB's jurisdiction over Avon Street Extended, which, in his opinion, is not a major arterial. And it's a road that already has a fairly industrial character, and so I worry we don't. There aren't many places anymore in the county where you can actually build something that's, you know, a to a warehouse or, <clears throat> um, or a, a purely functional 
structure and Avon is kind of already serves that purpose. The year is still relatively new, and there's still time to pick up the habit of reading a book. If you'd like to read along with several hundred other area residents, the Jefferson-Madison Regional Library has the book for you as part of their Same Page program. Abigail Cox is a reference librarian with JMRL. So this year for 2021, our Same Page uh, pick is Brown Girl Dreaming by Jacqueline Woodson. Um, This is the same book we picked for last year, but... Same page takes place during March. Um, So as you can imagine, most of our book groups did not get to meet last year um, to discuss the book. Cox said Brown Girl Dreaming is a memoir in poetry of Woodson's childhood in South Carolina and New York in the late 60s. And this year's programs will also be virtual due to the continuing nature of the pandemic. JMRL has adapted. We have pivoted a lot of our programming to virtual programming. So we've been having book groups meet through Zoom, um, where people can also call in to participate. And that's really how this is going to look for for our entire same page program. Woodson will be on one of the sessions on March 17th at 7 p.m. as part of the Virginia Festival of the Book, which will be entirely virtual this year. The Community Read is under the Same Page program, which is funded by the Friends of the Library Group in partnership with the Virginia Festival of the Book. It used to be called The Big Read and had been paid for through a grant from the National Endowment for the Arts. The University of Virginia's Office of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion are also doing a Community Read in commemoration of Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday. Their book for 2021 is Dr. King's 1967 work, Where Do We Go From Here? Chaos or Community? A panel discussion for that book will be held on January 25th at 6 p.m. One of the things that's so great about a community read is that it gives people the chance to have conversations with neighbors or members of the community that they might not otherwise be in dialogue with. Copies of both Brown Girl Dreaming and Where Do We Go From Here are available to be checked out from JMRL branches. Are you going to read it? If so, let me know. Let's have some dialogue. Today in meetings, the Charlottesville Tree Commission meets at 5 p.m. They'll discuss their annual report to council and hear a report from the city's arborist. And that's it for this edition of the Charlottesville Community Engagement Newscast and Newsletter. Thank you for listening. If you have listened, thank you again. Please send it on to someone you think might be interested in the conversation. And uh, if you'd like to help support it financially, uh, I would certainly appreciate that. You can do that either by subscribing through Venmo, supporting my general research on Patreon, taking out an ad. Uh, there There are advertising slots available if you'd like to discuss that with me. Or you can send me a check, uh, or you can pay me through Venmo. Somebody paid me $10 yesterday, and thank you to that person. Every single bit makes me think that this is something that the community will support, uh, and I really do uh, appreciate that. I'm Sean Tubbs, and I'll be back tomorrow with another installment. Thanks for listening, and stay safe today. Stay safe today.